Welcome to the Dental Money Lounge, the place where dentists can tune in to grow their money, wealth and financial knowledge. Here are your hosts, Hassan Mushaid and Max Bazzucchini. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Money Lounge. You're joined by myself again, Hassan Mushaid. I'm not with my other co-host, Max Bazzucchini today, but I do have a special guest. I've been looking forward to having Claire Gamble on the show for a while. Claire runs PR marketing firm called Unhooked Communications, which is based in the Northwest. And Claire is a expert in the area of PR, public relations, marketing, and getting your business known. How are you, Claire? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Good. So I've been looking forward to have Claire on the show because she covers an area of marketing that which isn't often used in the dental industry or within small businesses, which is PR, public relations. So I thought if I invite Claire on today, she'll be able to tell us more strategies and insights into how PR can actually help our business and brand especially locally make a make a, make some noise and how we can actually use that to get patients and customers so claire what is pr yes so pr it stands for public relations and um, so it's all around your reputation like what do people your target audience what do they think about you what do they know of you um, I always have an exercise that I run with clients to start with where we think about brand perception and so I ask them if you were sat in a cafe or a pub or somewhere and you overheard somebody talking about your business or about you, what would they currently say about you now? And would it be good? Would it be bad? Would some of it need improving? Yeah. And then in an ideal world, what do you want them to be talking about you? What do you want them to say about you? And we can use certain tools and tactics um, with PR um, to try and get people to think of you in a certain way. And then as well, that can be part of the wider marketing mix to yeah. help you get new customers. Knowing your background, I personally know on communications. I know the kind of the courses and events that you run locally up north. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a bit of an insight into your background and, and how you got involved with the whole PR industry? Yeah, sure. So um, when I went to uni, I did a master's in broadcast journalism. Um, even at school, I was told like I was most likely to be on TV and okay, stuff wow. like that. So I always enjoyed writing and reading and communicating and kind of broadcast journalism seemed quite fun. And yeah. sort of radio and TV, it seemed quite exciting. Um, but when I was doing my master's, it was um, the recession had hit. So radio stations and newspapers, they were making loads of redundancies because advertisers were pulling out. So when I finished my master's, there wasn't an awful lot of journalism jobs at the time, and okay. it was really, really competitive. It's always been a competitive industry, but it was even more so yeah. then. So my first job was as an online journalist up in Manchester, and it kind of combined SEO copywriting as well as online journalism. Yeah. So I did that for about a year, um, learned a lot more about kind of more digital marketing as well as more copywriting for clients and businesses. Yeah. And then from there, I got a job um, at a PR agency. And to be honest, I didn't know much about PR. I just applied and got the job. Yeah. So I started it and absolutely loved it because with PR, it's such a combination of different things. So one day you'll be speaking to journalists, trying to get your clients in the media or setting up TV or radio interviews, or you might be writing content for the website or articles for magazines um, or planning events or all sorts of things. So lots of different skills, yeah. but lots of different communicating and all sorts like that. Okay. Okay. Wow. So from a, a local business point of view, so we work with dentists. Mm -hmm. They usually target their local area. Uh, which is usually, let's say the radius of between five to seven, sometimes even 10 miles mm -hmm. around where they're based. And that's mostly because people, it's a, it's a service that you can't really buy online or yeah. that type of product or service. So you normally kind of go visit the expert who will then see you 
So location is, is really important. Mm -hmm. Now, because of location, there's sometimes competition is also right at your doorstep. And you're kind of competing with, in terms of SEO, getting higher on Google to kind of get seen more by the general public. Sometimes you try and increase your social media creativity and productive produ production on social media, generally in terms of posts and scheduling. Yeah. Again, try to be your competition and try and get heard through that noise. Mm. There's a lot of digital noise out there as well. When I say digital noise, I mean kind of like Google ads, Facebook ads, website, there's so much going on. How do you differentiate yourself from the others? How can PR marketing help local businesses? I mean, is there any examples or any particular ways that you can look at PR for, for your benefit for your business? Yeah, I think um, for businesses which are small businesses and target a specific local area, PR is a brilliant opportunity. Up in Manchester, where we are now, we're really fortunate that we've got a really strong regional media. So we've got the likes of Manchester Evening News, there's loads of local websites, loads of sort of hyper-local newspapers as well. And it's all, um, you know, they need content, they need stories and good news. And regional local media, people do read them. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way the media landscape's changing, a lot of local and regional newspapers are closing, but there are still lots of opportunities there. So for example, where I live, I live in a small town kind of between Manchester and the Peak District. We have a local paper, we have a monthly kind of newsletter brochure which goes around. There's a local radio station, there are various kind of online blogs and newsletters, yeah. loads of different opportunities. And I think for small businesses as well, especially someone like dentists, I think it's ideal for, you want to be part of the community. You want people to be the, the dentist that people recommend you to yeah. go to, the name that everybody knows, that everybody trusts. And so there are loads of different ways that you can look at getting into local newspapers and websites. So things like, you know, what news have you got going on in your business? Have you just made a new appointment? Like, have you appointed somebody new? Um, not an appointment, not a new appointment, like a new dentist appointment, but like a new member of the team. Yeah. Um, are you doing anything for charity? I know my local dentist, they've recently climbed Snowden for charity. And okay. so they've done some local PR and marketing around that. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just a way of getting the name out there and also showcasing the people behind the practice as well. Yeah. There's loads different ways that you can do that so like I said charity is one thing business news is another one um, if you've launched any new services or products or anything like that you can talk about it in a kind of a news yeah. and informative way there's a myth I heard that so what work what the myth was pretty much that news uh, not news agents but journalists mm -hmm. don't have much content to write about and they are always seeking information and news that they can fill in certain areas within newspapers or whatever magazines they're publishing. Mm. Is that true? Yes and no. Um, they're, af they're struggling for good content okay. and good stories, but the journalists and the editors that I speak to, they get inundated with news and content and business pitches which are just not relevant. How can you differentiate between good content and what we perceive to be good content yeah. and, and kind of the crap as well? Like, yeah. How do you know, or how can you make yourself yeah, so really good question. Couple of main points. So firstly, understand the media that you're pitching into. So yeah. for example, if you've got a Manchester-based business and you're pitching in a story to the Manchester Evening News, yeah. great. But if you're based in, I don't know, even Chester, yeah. which isn't in Manchester, if you are a business in Chester, don't pitch a story to the Manchester Evening News okay. because it's not relevant. They don't cover that area. Yeah. Also think about like what sort of stories they publish as well. There's a really fine line sometimes between what is a news story and what is an advertisement. If you send something which is too promotional, yeah. the editors and journalists won't look at it or they'll 
send it straight onto yeah. the advertising team. So it needs to be a new story. So this is why I mentioned around, say, like charity and CSR work, because yeah. that like local media are always really supportive of local charities. So that can be a really good way of getting into your local yeah. newspaper. Um, also, like if it's genuine business news as well. So maybe if you've just recently taken over another dent. A dentist yeah. or dental practice um, or if you've made like a senior a, a new senior appointment or yeah. a new senior management team things like that are genuine business stories. Is, is that genuine now, now you say that's a genuine news story mm. I mean sometimes we perceive that that's just like normal news within the business would people want to hear that news I mean that's another thing as well if people want to hear it or not but then again the benefit of the business is that you still get your brand out there yeah do people want to hear it and will we, I mean, would that type of news still get in the papers even though for, it's for nothing For local like papers, yeah. I mean, I've done stories recently for, um, I mean, it was a children's hospice charity, but there was a doctor who'd recently retired, but he was really loved and well-respected in the local community. So there was a really nice story about him. And it's from, a, you've got to think about it from the journalist and editor's point of view, like they are serving the local community. So yeah. if it's something that impacts the local community, and as long as you write it in a way that a journalist would write it, not as an advertisement, which again is like a tricky, which is why yeah. if you can get like a former journalist or a PR professional to actually write the news story. Yeah. Um, because often when people r have a go at writing their own press releases or their own news stories, it does come across quite promotional. So okay. there's little things, but even if you just read, if there's a particular newspaper that you want to be in, yeah. spend some time reading the articles, like what is the content, what is the tone, how do yeah. they write it, and try and kind of to imitate that when you're writing your own news stories and press, re press releases. If you are looking to get press releases to certain newspapers or mm -hmm. magazines, is email the best form of pushing that forward? Yes, email is always the best approach. Um, why, why is that? Well, it is a, it's a bit of a funny one because a lot of journalists will say, I hate it when people phone me because they do get inundated with pitches and PRs and businesses yeah. contacting them day in, day out. So if everybody phoned them, they would not get any writing okay. done, any work done. <laughs> yeah. However, if I've got a really strong story, I will always email it in the first instance. And because I've sort of built up good relationships with editors and journalists over the years, like they'll sort of like see my email pop through. So yeah. it's maybe more likely to get read. But if I've not heard anything back within a day or two, and yeah. I think this story is really relevant, like I think they will want to cover this. I've still not heard anything back. I'll maybe follow it with another email. But if okay. I've still not heard back, then I'll pick up the phone. And if it's a more of a complex news story, then, or if it's really urgent, so for example, as well as doing your own news stories, you might look at what you could comment on and respond to in the news. So yeah. obviously the NHS is always in the news. So That's if something true. comes up about the NHS, there could be a local angle that you could talk about with your local media. So if so, there's a breaking yeah. news story and it was quite urgent, you could pick up the phone and say, yeah. are you looking for comment? about this story that's just broken in the national so news. So that's kind of comment. having an opportunistic mindset and yeah. watching that trend as well, so where you can fit in. I know some Absolutely. practices in dentists, the actual newspaper journalists will contact them when their yeah. news comes around that's related to the industry. But you're saying that if you see that trending topic, mm -hmm. you can pitch yourself forward and say, yep. this is my opinion on that. And there's yep. a chance that they'll publish that opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, journalists, whether it's regional or national or broadcast as well, they are crying out for experts. So as well, broadcast is a really good opportunity. If you think about your local BBC radio stations yeah. or even things like BBC Five Live, yeah. if, a if a national story breaks, 
So say, for example, if all of a sudden we weren't going to have as many NHS dentists or yeah. training was being cut or anything like that, that would be a brilliant opportunity to pick up the phone, say, I am so-and-so, this is who I am, explain what your expertise and your skills yeah. are in that area and your knowledge and explain what your thoughts are. And as well, when you do that, don't sit on the fence with an opinion. So if something does happen kind yeah. of within politics or the economy which impacts your industry, yeah. don't just say, oh, well, it could be okay or it could be bad, we'll see. That's yeah. a bit boring, like have an opinion. And have an opinion doesn't mean you have to be controversial. Okay. Just say, I think this is a bad idea because of this or yeah. I think this needs to be considered. Like have some interest and have an opinion. Going to the kind of, I mean, I would say going reaching the level where you can get some sort of PR in on TV. Mm -hmm. This is where you get invited onto, let's say, uh, like kind of the, the the morning news shows and stuff. Is that possible through just trying to contact the right people and just yeah. getting there? So, and it's not. I mean, like most people presume that you have to have. It, I mean, there are definitely benefits of having a PR agency behind you who's already got the contacts and, and they obviously know your name, so mm -hmm. they know your style of work and the style, type of content or the quality of content that you provide them. For a dental practice owner who maybe wants to try things themselves uh, and they want to get to that level where they want to be on TV, is that possible just to, like, let's say, I mean, it sounds really easy to give them a call or send them an email when the yeah. topic is right and... You have to be really resilient. Okay. So, I, like I'm talking about this at, in, at an event in a couple of weeks, when you see a business or an expert on the news, you might think, oh, they're really lucky, like they've been asked to go on the news. Yeah. But what you don't see is the hours and the days and okay. the years of all the kind of ongoing media relations yeah. and PR activity that's been going, going on behind the scenes. So as an example, um, again, a local charity in Manchester, they had a really nice feature on the ITV News. Now with that, I was speaking to not just, the I, not just ITV, but a lot of the different channels and new, news outlets. And I kept pitching in different angles and hooks and the sort of the nature of the charity, it was of interest, but we were waiting for the yeah. right sort of opportunity to strike. And sometimes the way that the news agenda goes, you can't predict what's gonna happen. Okay. And just because you get a no doesn't mean just give up. Yeah. It could be a no because it's just not the right time. Or, if, yeah. you know, like PR people, we always joke. So, for example, like when the other day when Brexit, everyone was resigning, yeah. Yeah. we were all joking like, oh, there's absolutely no point in pitching in a news story today because all the media are just going to be covering on space. that. Yeah. It's the same if there's like a royal wedding or if a celebrity dies or something, yeah. like it's game over. For so they have else. like limited slots available to yes. fill up the news and yeah. if something big happens, you can yeah. imagine they're not going to fit you in. Yeah. So, but don't get kind of thinking that they kind of forgot about you. Just come back at yeah. another time when the time's a bit right keep going chance. and keep your eye on the news be aware of you know what's going on in the wider news agenda as well so if there are any particular trends within dentistry or kind of seasonal trends or anything yeah. like that that you can tap into you know be the one to put yourself out there and be visible as well because the more visible you are and the more media opportunities you start yeah. to get the more you will then get because they presume you are the expert that everyone mm -hmm. keeps going to so we'll yeah. bring him on again or her again and they'll give us the right information yeah. every time i always say to my clients the kind of often with a lot of them one of our goals is to make them the go-to expert yeah so we do get them to a position where you know it's the journalist contacting us because they want they know that we work with a certain yeah. dentist which does a certain service or yeah. can talk about certain topics and that's always the end goal when you start getting contacted by yeah. the journalist and media you know that you've kind of cracked through that yeah but 
you know, a lot of businesses and a lot of business experts don't become that because there is so much competition out there yeah. that you just need to be doing it day in, day out, like getting your name out there, getting your thoughts as yeah. well. And also, just a quick thing as well about opportunities breeding more opportunities. So, for example, a while ago, I think it was last year when it was the budget announcement, Yeah, I... Uh, just for my own business I had tweeted a few things in response to some of the budget announcements that had been made a journalist from the Telegraph got in touch with me to ask me to provide a comment and also a video for the website so I did that and then that was published and then as a result of that I also got approached by BBC Five Live and BBC World Service and a couple of other media outlets as well because they'd seen because all the newspapers kind of radio stations TV stations they will watch and read everybody else's and so if there's a case study or somebody talking about something that they then want yeah. to talk about, they will often then just approach that So person. it's a snowball effect. You're not getting yeah. in front of just the local people, mm-hmm. but you're also putting yourself forward in front of the other journalists and other publications yeah, out there that will also right. see you yeah. providing that knowledge as well. Okay, so, so it's a long-term strategy. It's not a short-term yeah, strategy. no. You can't do... It's frustrating, and I, when I work with clients, especially smaller businesses as well, often they'll say, can you do one press release or we've got this yeah. announcement... And you can do, but you're not really going to see the maximum impact from that. So yes, you might get a few nice pieces of coverage. You might get on the radio, maybe. You might have some nice articles that you can share on your LinkedIn profile or Twitter or in your newsletter. But to really start establishing establishing yourself as an expert and also, again, kind of going back to at local level, kind of a really central part of that community, it needs to be ongoing and it needs to be recurring. You need to keep, keep delivering your messages and your core values and speaking to your um, target audiences. Okay, what it all comes down to is money in the end of a business and that's the harsh reality. It has to obviously generate some sort of ROI. Mm -hmm. Because it's a long-term strategy, I'm imagining that the revenue or the return on investment of your energy and efforts won't be immediate. It'll be kind of delayed until times are, are, I mean, help your brand overall anyway. Have you seen businesses actually make extra income from consistently being out there in terms of PR? Yes. So it's it varies totally depending on the business. So sometimes I work with businesses and they'll come to me because they specifically want PR to help boost their SEO. So we'll be kind of okay. measuring that. So yeah. we'll look at what they're ranking on Google and what their domain authority is and then we'll measure it again in another three months yeah. and another three months. But then in terms of kind of actually attracting clients and business yeah it's not an example from the dentist world but i think it's uh, still an interesting example to talk about so i work with a small carpentry and masonry business based in the peak district they do really cool projects they use sort of traditional carpentry techniques and tools and they work on kind of period properties and things like that we enter them into an award which uh, awards are a great thing as well for pr so there's always loads of local business awards which can be a brilliant thing for dentists to explore Um, but with this carpentry company we entered them into an industry award they won the award and then because they won the award i spoke to a really kind of prestigious magazine who i'd been speaking to and kind of trying to build a relationship with this magazine for quite a long time and I contacted them yet again, still hadn't had any results from them, but like I said, you've got to be resilient with PR. I explained that they'd won this award and I showed them some more examples of their work and they said, well, actually there is an opportunity. They were putting on an exhibition and a show over in Milan. They invited them to get involved with it. They got partnered with a really cool architect and designer. And they got sponsorship. And then from that as well, it kind of, it just snowballed. So even that opportunity was brilliant. Like yeah. they got a paid project from it. 
But then from that, they then got yet even more projects. They then got on national TV and just and other kind of really prestigious magazines as well. But the whole time, every every time they did something, we talked about it and we use it as another opportunity to either engage directly with their customers or potential customers, or to kind of go out and talk to the media again to kind of you know carry on that snowball effect. That's interesting, actually. So there is opportunity to actually. I mean, you just never know how far it can go and what you can actually achieve just yeah. by consistently putting yourself out there, really. Exactly. And you've got to sort of have an open mind with it as well, because I think when you're running a business, you have your business objectives, yeah. you know what you want to achieve. But then when you start being more visible through yeah. PR and marketing, sometimes opportunities come up which you hadn't really yeah. considered before. So, for example, someone might all of a sudden come approach you and say, oh, we're putting yeah. on a conference do you want to come and speak yeah. and that might not have been part of your plan but if it's kind of fits with your business and it's the right sort of thing and the right sort of audience yeah. like go for it because then if you do that you don't know who you're going to meet yeah. there and you don't know what opportunities will come from that so yeah. I kind of think of PR as it's a way of managing your reputation and it's a way of getting your brand and your business out there yeah. but it's also a way of creating opportunities so the more you can talk about what you do and how yeah. you do it and why you do it and then build yeah. on those opportunities. Yes, it's kind of that story. So it's a bit, I think with other types of marketing, which uh, you do have to have a different type of mindset for this. Mm. It's not like Facebook ads or Google ads or any other type of ads that generate kind of return of investment there and then by getting inquiries and leads or whatever. This is a long-term game. Yeah. Similar to when you have your branding done for your mm-hmm. business, you don't kind of skimp on it. It doesn't actually generate ROI immediately, mm-hmm. but it's a long-term strategy to help position your brand in a certain way yeah. locally. And again, it's similar with social media, it doesn't generate ROI immediately, but it's again another strategy mm. for long-term mm. game plan. Really. And this is where PR is similar. The number of touch points, people come across your brand, yeah. how they, and I think one of the things you mentioned earlier was how you make them feel about the brand mm. with the certain content and stories that you put out there. You can actually then position yourself the way you want to position yourself mm-hmm. locally, which is, I think, a lot easier, probably more than national, international. So if anybody out there who's actually just now getting all these ideas on, okay, we can maybe share this and this information or this and this knowledge about uh, what we've recently done or they've seen a little, maybe a recent trend locally or nationally in the news, but they're not sure how to start off, what's the number one piece of advice that you would give them that once they got the ideas, they kind of got a bit of a plan, like this is something that we can talk about, what's the next step? What would you give them? What's the best advice? I would say start off small because there are a million and ten different things you could do and there's a million different ways that you could try and create new stories or look for opportunities to comment on things but start off small and don't try and bombard your like local media with stories like day in day out with smaller businesses especially kind of like more local based businesses as well I say maybe like at the most one story a month but really I mean like one a quarter is fine to start with or maybe like you know a couple a year so start small like and really choose I think like well what will add value to the local community what will my customers be interested in because I think as well for somebody like a local dentist you want to become like the loved trusted business in that community so you know if you're raising money for a charity and you get it in the local paper and then maybe if you sponsor a stall at the local fair or something yeah. alongside that and then just bit by bit people see your brand and your name yeah. so you know when people are in a local Facebook group and they're saying like I need a new dentist or 
where can I go? You want people to be tagging you and recommending yeah. you. And if people uh, keep seeing your name everywhere and they keep hearing your name, yeah. then they're going to recommend you, even if they've not used you. Yeah. Like, they'll just know you. You'll always be front of mind. Okay. This is something I just kind of come up with now. Is there a possibility that if you do send the journalists locally a lot of emails on a regular basis, that you eventually become slightly blacklisted, like this person is annoying, I'm not going to look at his emails, it might be something useless. Can that happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I follow a lot of journalists on Twitter. Twitter's another really good channel, actually, to look for opportunities to comment. But, yeah, you, you get some journalists and editors, and they won't quite name and shame, okay. but they'll do, like, <laughs> screenshots no of way. annoying PRs, or, like, PRs who've maybe emailed them and said by the wrong name or like oh, journal no so way, okay. a few like no-nos of no what not yeah. to do like always make sure you get the journalist name right yeah it sounds so simple but especially if you're kind of doing a bit of a spatican approach and you're just trying to get yeah your press release out to everyone sometimes you get the name wrong yeah um, so don't do that don't do a blind copy email to everyone like make sure it's targeted and bespoke if it's the first time you're speaking to the journalist, make sure that you include in your email like why you're sending it to them. Sort of say, I, I've noticed that you've covered some local doctors okay. and I thought this might um, yeah. be useful. And what else? Yeah, just make sure you know that, make sure it's targeted. Yeah. And yeah, always get their name right because they hate it. I can, it that, I can imagine that. I've had a few. Any excuse to hate people sending them stories. I want to check if I'm on Twitter. Maybe I'm yeah. one of those annoying people. <laughs> the other thing interesting, uh, the other interesting thing that you mentioned there was Twitter mm -hmm. and how you can comment and then, and in uh, your story of how you tweeted and, mm. and eventually people started commenting and, and that got you to some PR. Yeah. Is Twitter the ideal playground for PR? Twitter is a brilliant tool for PR for lots of reasons. So there are a lot of journalists on Twitter. There's a thing called Vox Pops, which is which stands for Voice of the People. And a few years ago, like sort of before the days of Twitter, journalists, if they wanted to get responses and reactions from, you know, the everyday people in public, yeah. they'd have to go out and speak to people on the streets and interview them. Yeah. But now, because of Twitter and because it's so immediate and you've got loads of different people commenting and stuff like, they don't need to leave their office. They can just go on to Twitter. What are people yeah. talking about? If there's a breaking news story, they can see what people are saying about it. So journalists will often use Twitter as a kind of a listening tool and to find experts to talk about things. So in the case of when I got my media opportunities from coming commenting on the budget I literally sent a couple of tweets but I think this what had happened was they were going to change the national insurance contributions for self-employed people yeah so I commented and s explained why I didn't think it was fair and then but I used like the relevant hashtag as well so that helped it to be found so yeah. journalists on for example like when it's budget day they have to produce so many news stories and responses and reactions to what's been yeah. announced in the budget so they'll look at the hashtag like who's saying what so if you've said something coherent and you've had a bit of an opinion, yeah. chances are they might get in touch to say, would you like to share your thoughts? Yeah. But there are other ways you can use Twitter as well. So you can use it, um, there's a hashtag called hashtag journal request. So if journalists are looking for specific experts or case studies to talk about something that they're writing about, yeah. they'll, use, they'll send out an inquiry and use the hashtag, hashtag journal request. So you can follow that on Twitter and yeah. there could be an opportunity for dentists. So for example, I don't know, if a celebrity has just had certain dentist dental yeah. work done or, you know, like I've said already, if all of a sudden there's a massive shortage of NHS dentists, which there probably is, yeah. um, you know, if a journalist is looking for somebody to comment, they might use the hashtag donor request that way. 
Okay, we'll add that into the description at the bottom. Claire, I'm going to stop you there. You've given so much information there. I'm going to invite you again on the show because I think we can dwell more into the... There's other areas that I want to talk on, especially when it comes to influencer marketing and how that yeah. relates to PR because mm-hmm. that's piggybacking of somebody else's mm-hmm. brand in a way. But thank you for coming on to the show today. You shared a lot of information with all of us and I hope to see you again. If anybody wants to get in touch with Claire, Claire, where's the best place to get in touch with you? Uh, so my website is weareunhooked.com and you can also find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Claire E. Gamble or We Are Unhooked on Twitter as well. And I hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. It's totally off topic from our regular kind of finance and money stuff. But business is business and marketing is an important aspect to that. And stay tuned for next week's podcast. And again, we'll be back on Wednesday at 8 p.m. And remember to subscribe. See you guys next week. A word from our sponsors. The Creative Composite. Dental marketing, which helps you grow. The Pluto Partnership, where professionalism meets confidence.